Welcome to MI Live, a podcast from Macros Inc., where we talk about how to make your nutrition and fitness goals realistic, achievable, and sustainable. All right, let's get to the show. And we're back. We are back. Back. I'm in my office, got my new mic, waiting for my headphones, but I got my Beats by Dre, and we are good to go. How is your office? Uh, I have one yellow wall. I have two windows. I have a balloon that says welcome. Um, oh, that's and, very cute. Yeah, and I have two desks. So they're just, it's just for me. So I, I'm going to make a bed out of them, I think. Make forts. I think you should. I think you need a life size cutout of Brad Morgan behind you. Yeah, right, right there. It's going to go. There's going to be a copy of the Declaration of Independence right there. There's going to be a copy of the Bill of Rights right there. And then Brad Morgan right in the middle of them. I feel like your office should be like, uber modern with like very old school americano all smashed together yeah exactly that's all it's gonna be it's gonna be perfect uh well Uh, this is uh day two of our early morning talk show now yeah so for everybody who is not anybody on the podcast who's coming in the first time youtube facebook uh Welcome to Mac to MI Live, where we are a morning talk show now. We're not afternoons, so we talk about how to make your nutrition sustainable, realistic, and your goals achievable. Uh, the guy over to my that well, it's to my right, but I think it's the viewing left. I can't decide anymore. This is so. I this is my right <laughs> hand pointing to my left, but it's although when right. you look at the screen, I'm on the right side. Yeah, and you're on my right anyway. So the guy on my right. But on my left, when you're looking at the video, I don't understand. So <laughs> the guy, I don't know how to say this right. So that dude is Dr. Brad. Brad, I almost called you Brad Morgan. That dude is Dr. <laughs> is Dr. Bradley P. Dieter. I am Jay Weiss, and we are going to talk about some stuff. <laughs> We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So today, first up on the list is body fat set point. So... Um, Brad, in seven, in two sentences, one, the one sentence has to end with an exclamation. Tell me what body fat set point is. In one sentence? Two sentences, but one has to end with an exclamation. It's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) But... It doesn't really make a major difference for weight loss for most people. <clears throat> okay. Well, then I guess we don't need to talk about it. We're done. Did Did you like my? It's a thing. Yeah, and, and I put my go, hand in the air. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like Saturday Night Fever. I felt like John Travolta was live on the air with us. Oh my God! Is that your disco? Uh, I have my dance moves are so advanced that there's no word to describe them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could tell. So. Let's talk slightly on body fat set point because I think this is a um, a pretty not not a common topic that comes up, but it's something that adva- people who are on that intermediate advanced knowledge base of nutrition bring up, and it's something I think that you hear get brought up, and then people kind of get hung up on it. I know I did for a while when I first started um, hearing about it and reading the interests on it, and then eventually, like you said, you realize well, it's not really anything. So. <clears throat> So in a quick introduction um, to body fat set point, yes. what is the, what's like the high, uh, the overall theory, the, the public theory on it? So the public theory is that your body has like a weight or a body fat set point that it tries to maintain. So your body fat won't go up and your body fat won't go down. It'll like kind of push itself back to the same number. Think about like your thermostat in your house, or if you set it to like 70 if it gets too hot, the air conditioning will kick on to keep it at 70. And when it gets too cold, the heat will kick on to keep it at 70. So that's kind of the way that we generally tend to think about kind of a body weight or body fat set point. Okay, perfect. So the <clears throat> basically if like I can't eventually, and, it, and it's based on genetics, so eventually I'm not going to be able to get, is it I can't get below a certain thing or my body doesn't, it's going to be a lot of work to get below a certain body fat level. Yeah, so it's it's often interpreted as this is who I am and I can't change it. But the okay. real the real story is um, 
we have mechanisms in place to try to prevent major changes in body weight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like we have hormonal pieces, we have neurobiological pieces, we have metabolic pieces, but those those mechanisms that kind of help sustain a certain level of body fatness and a certain body weight are only powerful enough to keep it there within a small window of tolerance, right? So it's like you can very easily overpower any of these kind of adaptive mechanisms. So it's, it's more of a, a adaptive homeogenesis, homeostasis, homeogenesis, adaptive homeostasis kind of thing that you have going on. Yep. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously our body wants to maintain the same. Our body does not like change. So in, in, in my, the conclusion I always drew from it is, okay, I'm, I'm losing weight at a, that's why we have to go into sometimes like 500 calorie deficits to get progress going. We might lose for a little bit. Then we, we, we adapt to that. We adapt to those calories that body weight will maintain and then we can decrease by 100 and we don't see a loss. We could increase by 100 and we don't see a gain. And it's because we're maintaining that homeostasis and that's that body fat set point. Is that a fair summary? Um, yes. I would say okay. that's, a, that's a fair summary. Um, okay. And the interesting thing is, like, if you look at, um, like, dieting studies or you look at, I mean, one of the most interesting ones is there's a drug that you can take. Um, it's called an SGLT2 inhibitor and they use it for diabetes. And basically what it does is people with, uh, diabetes, they spill extra glucose into their urine space, right? Um, Mm -hmm. and then they resorb it. But if you take an SGLT2 inhibitor, your body actually just dumps out most of that glucose. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of like 50 grams of glucose a day that you just end up peeing out, which is about 200 calories, right? So when people okay. take these drugs, they start losing weight because they're, okay. they're losing um, these calories per day. But what's interesting is if you kind of take that calorie deficit and you kind of extrapolate it based on everything that you would think, you, would lo- you, you should lose a certain amount of weight, right, over until you kind of reach your new body weight where that 200-calorie loss kind of balances out, right? But what's interesting is people don't lose the expected amount of weight. What happens is as they're losing weight, they start consuming more food to kind of balance out that energy deficit um, without really knowing what's going on. So those are like, those are some of the things that occur to kind of try to maintain body weight. So is, is that, that urge where people are dieting and, and do naturally, you know, if you're tracking a foggy ritual program, different story, but the person who's, I'm just watching what I eat, they start losing weight, but then they start naturally eating more is that is that the body trying to sig- signal uh homeostasis to in- it increases your hunger hormones so that you feel more hungry on a natural thing that you're you you have to consciously combat that yeah so there's there's increases in hunger hormones um that's a big one the other one is in addition to the increase in caloric intake you know and kind of reductions in dietary adherence you also see drops in physical activity like people don't notice it, but they're not moving around nearly as much. Okay, yeah, which and, is very and, interesting. And that's and that and that builds into like that that starvation mode myth, right? Because you're 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 eating less, so you're not moving enough, so your neat goes down. So people say, well, you dieted, di-, and then you might even start gaining weight because you're moving so little. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh my god, you're 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 dieting, you're in starvation mode, you're gaining fat now, but it's really just this huge they're they're taking different pieces of your metabolism and cherry picking them basically yeah that's i would say that's pretty accurate okay cool very accurate wow look at look at me i'm a scientist today you are a scientisto so is there any any time that somebody should be isolating this piece of body fat to that point being like, that's, this is what I need to worry about right now. Or is it just a good thing to know, Hey, we do adapt. Our body doesn't want to change too much and you, and that's pretty much, you, it doesn't want to change. So you might have to jumpstart it more, jumpstart your weight loss more or less by tricking your body into not trying to keep every, knowing it can keep everything the same. Yeah. I think, I mean, my perspective on it is, what you really need to worry about is paying attention to how your behaviors change when you're dieting. 
right? Is okay. I think we know that all of these mechanisms exist, like um, your thermic effect of food, your dietary adherence, your um, your non-exercise physical activity, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. All those things will kind of change as you're dieting. And just be cognizant of that. And you can kind of override all of those adaptations. Perfect. All right. Do you have anything else you want to add or are we good to take some questions? Because I think we covered it. Um, We can definitely take some questions. There is a very interesting research study that was done where they took mice Mm -hmm. and they sewed weights into their body to just like not add like fat mass, which has like metabolic properties or stuff, but just add like actual gravitational weight to these mice. Mm -hmm. And that alone kind of changed their metabolism and like their physical activity to the point where it changed their body weight when they removed them. It's so super crazy. So is that kind of like wearing a weight vest? Um, kind of. Yes. Why did, why, I would have rather them, instead of sewing weights into mice, I would have rather them seen them make tiny little weight vests for mice. It would have been a lot cuter and less horrible. Yeah. So you know how they call um, like the set amount of body fat you have, your adipostat, like your thermostat for your fat? They called yeah. this the gravitostat, so the thermostat <laughs> for your gravity pull. And I was like, okay. that's the coolest word I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm gonna, I like I'm that. Gonna I'm going to link this paper in the show notes because it's probably okay. one of my favorite research papers ever. Yeah, and the and the paper we're talking about is actually in the in our in the description for either the podcast or the live feed or the replay if you're watching it. Lenutra um, Wiki. Yes, you can go on a Nutra Wiki and watch that and uh and, and read that paper. It's one of Brad's articles. It's pretty interesting. It's actually probably one of the longer Nutra Wiki articles uh, that we summarize pretty fast. So. And in the summary you have in there is too long, didn't read. Your body has mechanisms that help maintain energy balance over a specific range of stimuli. These mechanisms easily over are easily overpowered by modern society or powerful interventions. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. All right, let's get to some questions. We got quite a few comments. Um, we'll come to that one on our second topic. So Ambra Shaw said, this should be interesting. Please also go into depth. And that is, uh, in, in our second segment, we're going to be talking about uh, muscle building as we age. And Ambra said, this should be interesting. Please go into depth about muscle building and aging women, benefits for our skeletal system and more. Thank you. We will get there in a minute. Uh, Dylan Miller, who is the anonymous Facebook user here, said, "Can you get?" who's uh, one of our coaches and our uh, customer service Director of customer service, customer experience expert. I don't know what you want to call Customer it. wizard. Customer wizard. Uh, our client expectation manager. Uh, he said, can you get jacked and tan in your 30s and your 70s? I don't know. Let's ask Brad Morgan. Uh, you, gotta... you have to. Did he say Brad Morgan was in his 70s? <laughs> I'm going to tell Brad that. Let's yeah, text so him right now. Brad, are you 78? Yeah, he would. He'd probably come down from Canada and fight us. Uh, Amber said, I convinced myself of the body fat set point. Then after joining this group, I realized that wasn't my case and lost 10 kilograms. That's 22 pounds. That's pretty good. good That's solid. And Amber said, I, that was on Facebook. And then Amber's on YouTube and said, good morning from Italy. So good morning. Um, uh, how do you say good morning in Italian? Um, well, you have to be in Italy and then you just say good morning. I know. But how do you say it in Italian? I don't know. I'm going to look this up. Oh, my God. Uh, <clears throat> Sarah said, I missed the tiny door that I normally have behind me for my linen closet. Uh, Julie said, good morning. Good morning, Julie. And Sarah said, Sarah asked, is there a body fat percent that is the average for a normal human being? If so, do our behaviors override this and cause our body fat to be higher or lower? So this is a very good question. And there's... A couple different answers to it. Um, one is we can't use modern data as what is average for a normal human being because the the average body fat number of people in the modern world is pretty high. So like if we take the average, let's just say average BMI US is currently, uh, let's look. Now, now, average as in 
worldwide because there's because people are more obese because uh, people are are more obese than they yep. were. Is there a a a yeah, natural so, is there what's the natural body fat at that point do we know that the the nat, i mean that's just the middle chart on the bmis i assume right yeah so that's what i'm saying is like well yeah. i'll just pull up so the average let's see five foot seven is that right uh yeah, yeah five it foot is seven because i'm five seven and i'm average so the average height is for a man is five foot seven and the average weight is 197 so the average bmi Ooh. the average bmi Mm-hmm. is 31. Holy cow. So we can't really say like, if we say that's average, that means the the average body fat set point of a human is obese, right? And we know that's yeah. not our default phenotype. <clears throat> right. So, I mean, really, the default phenotype of humans, really, de- I would say from like an evolutionary perspective, is definitely below that 25 BMI, right? So body fat somewhere below, you know, 20% for men and 25 to 30% for women. Um, yep. that's, I, that's kind of the default state, right? Human beings on, on default are lean creatures. Like we don't just yeah. carry large amounts of adiposity. Yeah. We're not, we're not like, uh, the, we're the, we're the leanest of the primates, aren't we? Um, no, I don't think so. Really? Oh, I always, I always thought we were. Dude, have you seen a gorilla? Yeah, but they carry like in their in their bellies and stuff. They carry a lot of fat, don't they? I have no idea. I mean, they're they're, they're definitely the most muscular. But I I was under the impression that humans in, that Homo sapiens are homi homio homi homo Homo sapiens. Oh my god! Humans are the ability. highest energy apes. <clears throat> really? Mm-hmm. It's cognitive function. I wonder if that has what it has. Yeah, but I always oh. thought Homo sapiens were the like the, were were the naturally leanest because we were the most uh, because we were the highest because of because consciousness and stuff made us process more. So here's what I'm seeing from Science Magazine, which okay. is like Nature, right? Mm-hmm. Although chimps' bodies are lean compared to those of humans, new measurements show that these apes burn calories more slowly than we do. Um, we may not be raring to go on a Monday morning, but humans are the energizer bunnies of the primate world. That's the conclusion of a new study that for the first time measures precisely how many calories humans and apes burn each day compared with chimpanzees and other apes our revved up internal engines burn calories 27% faster. According to a paper in nature this week, this higher metabolic rate equips us to quickly fuel energy hungry brain cells, sustaining our big brains, Unless we run out of gas when food is short, the study also found that humans are fatter than other primates, giving us energy stores to draw on in lean times. Oh, we're fatter than them. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But I'm so, glad we're not chimps because chimps are very mean. Um, they're mean and they, like, like pleasure themselves while you're watching, and that's just weird. I've been to why, the zoo. Why would you bring that up? <clears throat> because every time I've been to the damn zoo and going to see the chimps, that's what they're doing. It's it's really awkward. You cray. Yeah, although I did see camels having a threesome once, and that was pretty interesting. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry, kangaroos, kangaroos. It was kangaroos having a threesome. What? Yeah, in no, I'm, I, have, I, I, have pic- I have pictures of it because I didn't think anybody in the world would ever believe me. Um, so moving on. Am- Amber, Amber Shaw said it's bonjourno. I can't believe bonjourno. it. Bonjourno. Have you ever seen uh, Inglorious Bastards with Brad Pitt? I have seen... Parts of it. Oh, that movie. So there's a part where he's they're undercover and he's supposed to speak Italian, and the Italian guy is is killed, and he goes, "Well, I'll go in because I speak the second most Italian." And the only thing he knows how to say is "Buongiorno," and they're like, "I thought you said you spoke Italian." He goes, "No, I said I spoke the second most Italian." <laughs> is DiGiorno Italian? I believe Get it. It's, it. It's supposed to be. I think. Get it? You're, you're so clever. God. Um, Somebody asked, do our bodies get tired or start becoming less responsive when we diet or, or, our, or when we're in a deficit uh, is for a while and then give up, and then diet again, and then give up, and so on? So do we become less responsive to repeated dieting? Um, physiologically or psychologically? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm reading somebody else's question. Probably physiologically. I, I would say the more you diet the less effective dieting can become. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, and do you think that's from a, a, a and I, I think it's from a psychological standpoint. I don't know. Do you think there's a physiological point to that? Or is it, you know, obviously if you're dieting and let's go with even break, let's go with a, a, a three month break in between dieting. Attempts. Yeah, I would say most of the like becoming less efficient at dieting the more you diet. I would say most of that's psychological. Yeah. Okay. Um, some parts of it appear to be physiological, very very small portions of it, um, but most yeah. of it appears to be psychological. Okay. Cool. Uh, Dante said good vibes. He did well on in his examination contest. Good job. Good job, Dante. Congrats. Uh, we have an anonymous Facebook user who, from our pri- from our uh, public Facebook group, macrosinc.net slash free group. You go into the 160,000-person Facebook group to uh, converse with all of our coaches and amazing people in the fitness industry are in there. Uh, and this person said, as a mother, I've been told that since I don't eat as often as needed throughout the day, that our metabolism slows down and doesn't allow us to lose weight. Is this true? I thought if I'm at a deficit that it doesn't matter. So, yes, I would say if you're at a deficit, it doesn't necessarily matter how often you eat throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, you don't need to stoke those metabolic fires is what you're saying? I will stoke all the metabolic fires. Um, Jay, we now as, officially as of this morning, we have 165,000 people in the group. But how what many? We, 165,000. Okay. But the real truth is we only have one person in the group. Who's that? The single person who needs our help. That was the cheesiest thing you've ever said, but I still love you. It's okay. You were so proud of that statement, too. I could see it in your face. You were so happy. There's, there, there it is, this, the, disco, the disco hand again. <laughs> uh, Dante said that I look, Jay, me, I look so professional today. Um, I... Look so professional because we're doing this earlier, so I haven't ripped all of my hair out yet. Normally, when we've done our when we do our when we were doing the afternoon show, I would already have like five or six meetings and be at my my done point for the day. But this is the first. This is the. I think this is the second show that yesterday and today that Brad and I have ever done and not talked at least twice before then. This is true. Yeah, pretty insane. Uh, Sarah said today she learned that I, Sarah learned today that Jay takes pictures of animal threesomes, so she's not sure how she feels about this. It wasn't that I, it was because nobody would believe me. It was at a zoo and like every, and I was not alone. Everybody was taking me. It was absolutely crazy. It was this big animal <clears throat> naughty time going on. All right, Brad, <clears throat> if somebody is like, you know what? Oops, I hit the wrong button. If somebody is like, uh, where in the world? What the hell are they talking is about? Is Carmen Body San Cat? Diego? Where? Where? Do you know that car, there's a cartoon car, Carmen San Diego on Netflix right now? I did not know that, but yeah, I did know there was a show at one point. It's it, it's definitely made for kids, um, but it is <sighs> definitely the least painful of all the child shows that I've watched. Um, <clears throat> but world, world is, is Carmen that show San was Diego. so good. I loved that show. Yeah, I watch that show every day. That's how I learned geography. Oh. Yeah, so um, if if somebody was like, you know, body fat set point, I, I get what you're saying, but I really, I, I, I need, I get stuck in this rut of things I see on Facebook, and I want help people navigating me, and I, I really want the knowledge to be able to, uh, to, to not argue with these people online, but just to, the knowledge to ignore them with confidence. Um, where, where could somebody go for that? I would go to macrosync.net. And from there, I would probably go to our services and I would uh, sign up for coaching. Mm-hmm. And Jay, what is, what is the real point of coaching? Um, the real point of coaching, honestly, and as somebody who owns, who's, who is, is the two of the people who own the business, I'm going to say this and you're going to agree. I know you will. Uh, the point of coaching, the long term, is for you not to need coaching, right? We do not want you to be a client forever. Um, we want to give you the tools and the the knowledge, the skills, and the confidence to be able to do this on your own. Um, I, I don't think that there's a person, I mean, maybe there are, but they're not, I, in my opinion, they're probably not having the uh, the most fulfilling life because they're focused on their diet and nutrition every single day. But, you know, I 
once you get your diet under control, it's easy. You know, we all, we have life. I'm not going to track for the rest of my life. I gain a little body fat and I'm like, all right, I'm going to diet down for a couple of weeks, couple of months now. And you can do that on your own after you learn the tools um, and how, and how to manage it yourself. And that's our real goal. So our real goal is to teach a person how to fish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not giving you a, we're showing you, we're telling you why we're, why we're doing things. And some people don't want that. Some people do just want, Hey, I want to fish. I, I just give me a fish and, and we, we work with them and we do try to help them. But for the most part, you're, you're going to walk away with the, uh, the skills to manage this on your own. And that being said, some people do stay in coaching for a really long time because they want to learn how to, they're, they're still learning, right? It's not about the diet anymore. It's about managing goals and it's about how to, uh, uh, how to, how to find your next goal. And they really do like the accountability. Some people are in this alone and it's, it's important to have a, uh, a help network and, and, and having that coach there, somebody in your corner that you know that you can always vent to, that you can go to your frustrations with about your diet, about what's going on, and somebody who gets it is, is, a, is a really helpful tool because not everybody gets it. Yeah. So, Brad, yes. let's, jump, let's jump into our next. Somebody just asked if we can stay on topic. I think that was a joke. I hope. Was that a I don't joke? know. <laughs> I'm not sure how to interpret that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, on that cue, let's move to topic number two. Yeah, but if you don't, this is topic. The topic is Jay and Brad just talk, and we fill it in with nutrition stuff. Yeah, um, I'm gonna take that as a joke. And if it was the joke, it's really, it's really funny. If it's not a joke, then <laughs> I don't I'm know not even to gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm lost. So our last, our next topic for the day is Jack Tan and aging. So building muscle as we age. Yes. So Brad Morgan, as you guys heard Dylan Miller say earlier, is in his 70s. He's jacked. He's definitely tan. Um, and, and and is it possible? Um, I think that the first thing that we should take out for for men and women, and, and you can give a one-answer word, Brad, a one-word answer, um, and that is without drugs, without illegal performance enhancing drug steroids, whatever you want to call them, without drugs, is it possible as we age to, to, to lean down and to build muscle? Yes. Okay. Now to what extent and things like that we'll get into, but it is possible. And I I would say it's actually pretty, it's once people attempt, I would say it's pretty, it's pretty common, right? It's not abnormal. Perfect. So, um, what would you, what would you think the biggest misconception is with as we age and, and we'll start with dieting as we age and dieting. What do you think the biggest misconception is? Uh, the biggest misconception around the aging piece, the, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Just the biggest misconception in aging. I mean, I don't know if this is a misconception, but I think the best way to think about aging is you're going to have physical decline as you age, mm-hmm. right? And you have two options. You can either just kind of let the free fall happen or you can slow the progression. Um, and being physically active, engaging in resistance training, maintaining some cardiovascular fitness and eating an adequate amount of protein are like the best things you can do to sustain your physical capacity for as long as you can. Um, and depending on like the, your current state in your old age, you know, like in your 50s, 60s, 70s, you do have the capacity to build muscle tissue. Um, some people, you know, maybe hit their, their peak physical capacity when they were like 35 or 40 in terms of like muscle. And then it's kind of like a, a, a maintenance or sustaining process. But if you're one of those people who didn't spend all of their 20s, 30s, and 40s being a bodybuilder, you can still add muscle as you age. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing I think that people get confused on is oh, I've never done this before. I can't, I don't have a foundation and I'm already, uh, I'm 50 or 60 or older and I can't do this. And, and that's just not the, not the case. Um, yep. so what, what about, you know, as we age, as testosterone decreases in, in men, is there a point where the, the muscle building ability of men and women as they age equalize. 
Um, I don't. Or, or or becomes more equal, or is it they both just de- you know normally men muscle building is up here, females up here because of testosterone. Is do they both decline at the same, or does one decline faster than the other? That's a great question. Uh, my answer is going to be almost entirely pure speculation. Yeah, and, and I figured, and that's fine. I would say, you know, men have a naturally higher rate of muscle building. Mm-hmm. So that's since they're up here, they're probably going to decline quicker than women, right? Okay. Yeah. That would be my guess. <clears throat> yeah. Agreed. Uh, agreed. That's that was mine because I'm just thinking of you know you you hear of you see a lot more women who are older and I'm using completely just personal experience with people I know, my grandparents, things like that. You see a lot of men and women, both in the gym who are both at, who both are active or trying to lose weight. And I feel like as it's older in life, the, the females typically have an easier time, not saying either one's easy, but the females typically have an easier time, um, or a, 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 a time frame and, and difficulty that's more comparable to younger females than older men have compared to younger men. I can see that. So, and I, and I think they all, you know, and, and it, it it's, it's kind of not fair to younger females in, in that aspect, but um, testosterone, I think is just such a driver in, in, in muscle building and, and, and fat loss in general. I think it's just a, uh, once that, once that advantage to men, is gone. I think it kind of equalizes everybody. Hmm. So, but again, observation, I have zero science to back that up. Um, so, so what do you think? What is like the, is muscle building in as, is it, and dieting in your, as you age, obviously anybody can diet. We do, you know, we're more sedentary as we age, so it becomes harder. Um, Mm -hmm. what do you think is the biggest ops? What do you think is which is more beneficial if you had to pick one primary goal? Is it the muscle building as we age, or is it the weight loss as we age? And oh, I know there's a there's a, and there's a lot of it depends in there. But if we yeah. had to pick one overall blanket statement for the average sixty five to seventy five year old person, I would say if you are severely overweight, weight loss mm-hmm. is more important. Yeah, if agreed. you're moderately overweight, like 15, 20 pounds, resistance mm-hmm. training is going to be more important. Agreed. Because it's really about managing risk. And what's the biggest risk of at moderate levels of adiposity? As you age, it's like activities of daily living, being able mm-hmm. to get around, those sort of things. If you're you know, 70, 80, 100 pounds overweight, your biggest risk is going to be some of those obesity-related yeah. Um, chronic diseases. Yeah. And you can focus on both, but have one primary goal. Once you hit that, then we can switch. O- Once you hit your weight loss goal as your primary, then switch over and, yeah. and just kind of maintain that. Yeah. So do you, do you think that there's, is there anything that a, a, that an aging population can do? Oh, and the other thing I want to touch base on real quick is, is the, is osteoporosis. So when I'm, when I'm younger and lifting, I, what happens, what benefits does weightlifting have to a, a younger population in regards to future osteoporosis um, care and prevention? Re- yeah, it reduces the risk of future osteoporosis. Okay, and then let's say uh, like somebody who's already, who's, who's 70, who's 65, either is, is going to have, we know they're going to have it. It's, it's, they don't, they, they're pretty sure they're going to have it later or they already have onset of osteoporosis. Is there a benefit at that point to resistance training for that older population? A hundred percent. Okay. And and it's not that it's going to reverse it, it slows it down. Correct. Yes. And there is some evidence that even at that age with adequate nutrition, you may be able to see small increases in bone mineral density. Okay. Yeah. It just becomes, it, it's a longer process. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And then I think the last piece, and this isn't, I don't want to get too caught up on this, but for an older population, is there a benefit, uh, to, I think there are other benefits to it that we don't need to get into, but you know, the literature has changed since 
the initial studies were done on hormone replacement therapy, especially in females. The, the, everything's kind of flipped around on that. So do you think for the muscle building, which is a huge, huge uh, prevention tool for decline of quality of life as we age, do you think that talking to your physician and talking about hormone replacement therapy for as we age, for for if assuming your hormones are, are not where they should be, uh, do you think that's something that people should be discussing with their physician saying, listen, I want to do preventive, pre- preventative care. Can we start me on hormone replacement therapy to get me where I sh- where I, where I'm at a good place? Um, yes. I, one of the hard parts about that is there are risks that come with it. Right. Right. Um, well, that, that's why is, is it, is it worth having that conversation and, and, and exploring all of those risks and rewards? Absolutely. Right there. I yeah. mean, there's, there's risks of taking them and there's risks of yeah. not taking them. Right. And I think people yeah. need to have a good understanding of the risks on all sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's, you know, building back on what I said a minute ago, that, that stigma of, you know, hormone replacement therapy. I, 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 I remember reading it. Uh, I, re- I remember reading it and hearing it from family members, you know, oh, don't no hormone replacement therapy, especially for females, because it, it's it's horrible for you. And then they, you know, new new drugs came out, new studies came out, and it's, well, it actually might be really, really beneficial. Um, so I think that is something that people overlook still, especially the older population, because they remember when that stuff happened. They're like, no, no hormone replacement therapy for me. And it might be something that really helps you. Um, but it's definitely a conversation to have with your family and a physician. Yeah, because I know among among women there are changes in cardiovascular risk that come with hormone replacement therapy. Right. Yep. Yeah. Especially because women in menopause is much different than men. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Um, so let's get to some questions. So we were told to stay on topic. I hope we did. Um, random Facebook user says lifelong learner. Perfect. Hashtag, Hashtag lifelong learner. LOL. <laughs> Uh, Coach Aesthetics is a YouTube page, I'm guessing, and it says, can CLA increase inflammation? Yes. Yes. Did you know that? Did you know that it's marketed a lot of times as an anti-inflammatory, but it does have pro-inflammatory effects as well? I I knew it was an anti-inflammatory, marketed as anti-inflammatory, but I didn't, and I knew it didn't really have that benefit, but I did not know it was an actual inflammatory driver. Yep. Here's a meta-analysis. I put a link in there uh, from the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition. That is a nature publishing group uh, journal. The title is The Effect of Conjugated Linoleic Acid on Blood Inflammatory Markers, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis of Randomized Controlled Trials. I'll skip to that. Oh, go ahead, Brad. I said all the results, I'll summarize them. Of the 120, uh, of the 427 identified studies, 11 randomized controlled trials, including 420 subjects were included in the statistical analysis. Findings suggested that CLA supplementation increased blood levels of C-reactive protein and TNF-alpha. However, blood levels of interleukin-6 were marginally decreased following CLA supplementation. There was a significant heterogeneity for the impact of CLA on CRP and IL-6, but not TNF-alpha. Conclusions are this meta-analysis show that CLA supplementation may increase inflammatory markers, uh, CRP and TNF-alpha. There are concerns about using CLA supplementation as an anti-obesity agent among the obese population for a short duration. Um, so there's, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of context on this. Um, and the only reason I will is because I, I spent several years studying CRP and TNF and CRM amyloid A and all that kind of crap. Um, so this paper is interesting because you see increases in some of these more systemic inflammatory markers. So CRP is, is generally an acute phase reactant. That's also increased kind of chronically. Um, TNF alpha is, is also one of those kind of chronic inflammatory markers. IL six. Um, so IL six can be produced kind of systemically, but it is also what we call a myokine, which means your muscles will produce IL six. Um, from exercise and those have kind of both 
kind of autocrine and paracrine effects in the muscle tissue, which means it kind of will be released by muscle tissue and signal back to itself. And then some of that will spill over into the circulation. So there's probably kind of systemic effects of CLA and then actual like muscle specific effects of CLA. And this paper kind of suggests that that may be true. So first, there's a lot of science in that. Uh, Second, aisle six is where they keep the goldfish crackers in my supermarket. Uh, (laughs) And... and, And, and and two, what would you give a classic? Yeah, I figured you'd like that one. That was the, that was the first time I think I've ever gotten you to do that. And it was a science oh, joke. I had, I had to make a science joke that I don't fully understand, so that's even better. So the uh, if you had to give somebody a quick summary on that with CLAs, would you recommend CLAs or? So here's here's my thoughts on it. We're there are meta-analyses published on the effects of conjugated linoleic acid on weight loss. Um, mm-hmm. The data suggests that over the span of about 12 months, supplementing with CLA l- results in maybe an extra pound or an extra kilo, so about two pounds of weight loss over the span of an entire year. Right? So that's very minimal. That is what, like... Um, like two tenths of a pound a month, something like that, right? Um, yeah, that's oh. that, that's nine. That's nine point like that's like ten calories a day. Yeah, so it's. I mean, it is the most minuscule effect in terms of long term. And if there's some potential negatives of it, it's like, I mean, just spend two weeks a little more focused than normal rather than taking that yeah. all year. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So let's see, Dante. Uh, on YouTube said, can our weight take some time to, to set or increase? I'm adding 100 kcal every uh, one to two weeks if my weight is the same. I'm at 2,450 calories, but I'm still at 66.6 kilogram. Well, there's a problem here. It's 6.66. You're at 666. It's the devil's number. Yeah. I'm, at, I'm still at 66.6 kilograms at the end of the week, and I'm worried. So this is one of the really interesting, cool parts about the human body is you will you can adapt to your caloric intake to sustain your level of um, body weight. So especially amongst people who kind of have slow added caloric increases over time, you can stay weight stable and add thousands of calories to your diet over the span of months to years. Um, As long as your kind of physical activity adopts with it, you're kind of neat and then your metabolic rate will change a little bit as well. Um, We've seen that in weight gain literature. We've seen that in kind of exercise literature. Um, So I would say if you're slowly adding calories and you're staying weight stable, that's actually kind of the ideal scenario for two reasons. One is when you go to lose weight again later, you're dieting at a higher level than you would otherwise. Um, And two, there is some evidence that higher energy flux is much better for long-term weight maintenance than lower energy flux, right? So being in calorie balance at 3000 calories versus 2000 calories, there does appear to be a better long-term benefit of that. Okay. That makes sense. Sarah said, uh, Sarah said, I've been with my coach for over a year now. I'm at grossing coach. I've been with my coach for over a year now. It's more than just nutritional coaching. I have chronic mental health conditions, and more than anything, it's having someone to help me form long-term positive habits, having guidance on how to achieve long-term goals, manage the bumps in life while prioritizing, looking after myself, uh, my fitness, and my health. It's worth it's been worth every penny, and I made an amazing friend in Darko along the way. I don't see how any this is the end of her quote. I don't see how anybody could not make an amazing friend out of Darko Batish, one of our coaches, though. <laughs> It'll be interesting to watch a lot of our coaches' careers over the course of their career, right? I like, ju- yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that the the other night, and uh, about when you know. Uh, eventually pe- people move on and leave and, and go to do other things. And I was thinking, I got really sad. I was like, oh, no, this group of people we have is is, is going to leave at some point. These are people that I've known for, for you know, years now. And it's not because they're going to leave because they hate us. It's because they're going to leave, you know, people, career changes. They have families. They 
they they want to do other things. They advance themselves. And I was thinking, and Darko came to mind. I was like, man, Darko is going to, I just see that guy having just the craziest career path. Just like an exciting, amazing career path. Just a lot of potential. And I feel like he could be James Bond. I, I do too. Like, and he's, yeah, yeah, I do too. So Sarah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, there's no, like the guy, the guy mastered English in five years. Like, Dude, I don't even know how to speak correct English. No, he speaks better English than I think anybody I've ever I, I've ever had a conversation with. And I remember when I first talked to Darko, he's like, "Yeah, I've only spoken English for two and a half years." I'm, you 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 used like the word hypothesis, and I just learned that word like three weeks ago. How did you how did you get that out there? Um, so yeah, thank you very much, Sarah. Yeah, I agree. Coaching is a uh, it's it's much more than nutritional coaching, and you do get out of it what you put into it. Random Facebook user says, hello. Aloha. Uh, Dante said, I heard Dr. Eric Trexler mentioning that old people had some kind of potential similar to a beginner lifter if they started resistance training. Uh, I will search for it and send it in. Huh. Funny you should mention Dr. Trexler. I had like an hour and a half conversation with him about life and all things great in the world uh, while we were drinking scotch on the phone the other night. Did you call him e-money? <laughs> no, I call him doctor every t- chance I can because it drives him nuts. That's so funny. He's, yeah, he's he's like you. If I start calling him like, "Hey, Doctor Eric, Doctor Doctor," like in a in a courteous setting, nobody cares. But when you when you do it over and over, it drives you both nuts, and it makes me laugh. Yeah, because we both we both know of other people in this space who require people to call them doctor. So it's funny. Um, so yeah, I, Brad, do you know of anything of this? Um, no. I have heard, I, I, be, I, I, if I'm, I'm either, I think I'm thinking of the exact same thing Dante is. It didn't have top of mind awareness, but him saying it reminds me of this. And I, I, I think it was something along the lines of it's not going to be the same as a 20 year old who starts lifting and gets that, that newbie gains, but they definitely do get those. They definitely do get, uh, that period of increased, uh, muscle building while they're adapting. My, one of my biggest regrets in my, uh, training career is not taking full advantage of newbie gains mm-hmm. like yep. just not eating enough to take advantage of newbie gains <clears throat> yeah but can can you do don't you think that like just because you didn't take it that i i always think that that potential is still there obviously as you age testosterone drops your your ability to grow decreases but i still think that you know it's like it's like muscle memory you know if you take time off from the gym you come back you get back to where you were at some point or close to it um or sometimes better um, I think that, you know, you might've lost it, but it's still, I look at it as a percentage of overall of overall. And you, if you haven't reached it, you can still get there. Maybe I'm wrong though. No idea. Oh, oh. Uh, our, names, our, our names randomly appeared now. Mics are muted. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Let's see. Amber said, definitely agree with the with the hormone replacement therapy. She's so glad she started. She feels much better. Uh, and the coach aesthetics said, thank you so much, Brad, sir. This is now my favorite show. We wow. have a convert, baby. That means you oh, should go to macrosync.net slash YouTube and you should subscribe because we need we're, we need subs, we need a lot of people to subscribe. If we get to 100,000 people by the end of the year, we will donate $10,000 to charity. So I'm going to need 98,640 people to go click one button. That's completely free to donate yep. to charity. Yeah. And then, and, and then you get the uh, – we have exclusive YouTube content that we're currently producing. Some of it's already on there. Not a whole lot, though. But all these shows are on there. They're broadcast live. If you want to watch them later, they're all organized in there in a nice little folder. Um, or you can go to macrosync.net slash podcast and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to listen while you're driving, not use all your data, um, or listen, you know, where you don't need the video, they are delayed by a couple days just because we have to get them, uh, edited. So it's not the, uh, so it explains what the podcast is, but both those great options. You should subscribe. Brad, are you ready for a last topic? It is a doozy. I'm always ready. All right. Here we go. Did you look at the, do you even know what it is? No. Oh, yeah, I do. Shorts v. Speed. Speedos v. Shorts. Which is better? Shorts. So we're also going to give away a shirt to the person who is watching who can give us the best name 
for speedos. But it can't be banana hammock because that one's a, a given. And no, they have like to be appropriate. Them. They have to be appropriate. All right. What? Why do you look so disgusted with me? I didn't see you coming up with show ideas at five this morning. Shorts. Shorts. Um, you know I, why? Yeah. Why? Pockets. Um, I, I can find some place in my Speedo to, to store things. Not comfortably. <laughs> like, um, let's say you're at the beach and you want to like walk down the pier to get a beer. And you're like, I, don't, I have other things in my pockets or my hands. So I need something in my pockets. Uh, well, one, get a fanny pack, duh. And two, you just lift open the front. You got a cup holder right there. Oh, my God. Because it's real tight, you know? It's, it's perfect. I am, in theory, I am always, I always want, like, especially when I'm, when I'm like, real lean. <laughs> the look on your face. When I'm, when I'm real lean, I'm always a Speedo guy. I always want to. I never wear one. I've never owned one, but I always want to. But I am always a, uh, I'm like a shirt at the beach guy. Like, I, I very <sighs> rarely take my shirt off when I'm at, at the beach or anywhere that's hot. That's interesting. I, wore, I didn't start wearing shorts in public until like six years ago. <laughs> yeah, I have so, I have calf dysmorphia. I, I I do not. I just don't like shorts. Um, so, Brad, if I get you a speedo, will you wear it? One hundred percent, no. One hundred percent, yes. No, you could. You would have to pay me so much money to do that. What if we do a charity drive and we raise $10,000 for charity and it's Brad has to, has to wear a Speedo to the beach for a day? No. I think we should do it. I just said the number is going to have to be way higher than that. So what if we do $10,000 for charity and you have to wear a Speedo and if you don't, you have to match that out of your pocket? No. <laughs> what if I just set it up and tell people you're doing it? Uh... And, and, and then we force you. There will be fines to pay. I'll call, I'll call your wife. I bet you Marissa will be in on it. She'd be like, oh, yes, God. yes. Anything to fi- humiliate me, she'd be in. Yeah, exactly. So we would just do it. She'd It'd be, be like, perfect. what can I do to make him just suffer immensely? <laughs> so Sarah said, in the UK, we call them budgie? Budgie, budgie smugglers? Budgie smugglers? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, have, I, like, I don't even know how to. I have no I idea. I don't know, but I love it. Man thongs. I have no idea. Oh my god, a pickle pincher! <laughs> oh my god, that's almost as good as Dookie, Spooky Dookies, Spooky Dookie, a pickle pincher. Well, uh, nobody else needs to try because Jillian won. So there. Uh, oh my so, god. <laughs> Uh, all right for anybody who does not watch this show or listen to the last topic we just kind of go on with whatever we want um (laughs) and and pickle pictures so jillian send me an email jay at macrosinc.net uh just put pickle pincher in the subject line and we will get you a 30 dollar gift card with free shipping to our store and then we will get you out some clothing you know what i would love for you to do i I'm terrified now after I told you. I want you to change your email to just the letter J at macrosync.net. I have that actually reserved because people do it all the time. So funny story about you. What? Oh yeah. My email is the catch all, but I have it reserved to forward directly to me. Yeah. But funny story. So my, my, my personal email is J a Y with something after it. And if you just put, but when I tell people, they just, I, I always have to spell it out. And my, 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 everybody, they're like, why do you have to spell it? I go, because otherwise they just send J and then the afterwards. And, and I don't get them and said J A Y. And I had, I got a phone call one day from the, this woman just yelling at me. Why are you emailing my son? Why are you doing this? Why this? Or oh, no, I'm sorry. I got an email from, uh, from, I got an email from, yeah, from her. And I go, I go, a phone call. I go, what? who are you? Why are you yelling at me? I'm not emailing your son. Like, did he register? It was before Macrosync. Did he register with my other company for that? So it turned out this guy, this this kid and I have the exact same email because we have the same name. And he had just J and then the, the second part of our email. And he was, for years, for a year, for like, he, he was like 
like 17, but for like 10 years, this kid had been getting miscellaneous emails for me uh, that I have never, that I had never received. But his mom canceled, uh, this was for a trip. Like I, I, it was my airline tickets and the mom actually canceled my airline tickets through the link that came to the email to her son. So I had to go back and redo it. So then this kid started, he forwards me stuff like twice a week. That's awesome. Yeah. Every once in a while. Do you like send send him a Christmas card? I send him like a hundred dollar gift card every once in a blue moon on Amazon. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like this one was important. Thank you. I appreciate that. So what all a right. world what a weird life and world we live in. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh interesting. So all right, I think we are uh I think we're done for the day. Um what do you have planned for the rest of the week? Um well my cat was sick <clears throat> last night, so oh, I have how is to- kitty cat. Uh, we had to give him, uh, another injection. Well, last night he didn't move off the bed. So the cat's 16. Uh, he didn't move off the bed. He slept all night. And then around 2 AM, we had to give him another hundred milliliter, uh, uh, inject, uh, fluid bolus injection. <clears throat> um, then he started kind of waking up, went back to sleep. Then I woke when around 6 AM when I went to, when I went back upstairs to check on him before I left the house, he was up. I gave him a can of food. He ate half of it, which is the first time he's eaten in two days. And then he drank half, he drank, I don't know, a cup, a whole cup of water, uh, and then rolled over, meowed, uh, rolled on his side and closed his eyes and purred. So I'm guessing he's feeling better, but they did find a a tumor on his belly. So we have to go to get an ultrasound now, uh, next week. No. Yeah. So I've had this cat since I was since since he was six weeks old and I was seventeen or eighteen. That's so 35. crazy. Yeah. No. This I've I have lived with this cat longer than I have lived with any person. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. And and me and this cat have lived uh, have lived in my current house and together longer than I've ever lived with another with another human being and longer than I've ever lived in one place. So I, I, I told Lisa last night, I when I brought him to the hospital, she's like, I'm going I'm going with you to the vet. I'm like, I'm fine, I'm taking the cat. She's like, I'm going with you. I'm like, why? She goes, Because if something's wrong with this cat, you are gonna be a nervous wreck. I'm like, it's a cat, I'll be fine. And she's like she's like, I don't think you understand yourself very well. <laughs> so I got a lecture about myself. Um, which which was true. It was I was gonna say was, was she wrong? No, 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 I did not. I, and then I was like, why am I so upset about an animal? This is weird. I don't have emotional attachments like this to people. It's really, it's really weird. So, uh, yeah, so the rest of my day, I am leaving my office right now, going home to bring the cat some. He likes shrimp, so I'm bringing him home some shrimp. Oh. Um, yeah, and then I will be uh, working on my laptop laying in bed with the cat for the rest of the day. And oh, then that's nice. The Lisa's 32-year-old horse is getting moved today. So we have we have very old animals. So <laughs> the 32-year-old horse is getting moved an hour today, and he hasn't been in a trailer in like eight years, and he's been at the same barn for 20 years. Um, so we're trying to – we have to move him, and then Lisa's going to be at the barn for probably – 10 hours a day for a week while we try to get this horse adapted to make sure he doesn't have issues. So yeah, animals are expensive and don't ever get them is what the lesson is. But they're so nice. Yeah, not worth it. Not worth it. All my animals are old except for one German Shepherd. So one German Shepherd is eight and has had her ACL replaced and now has hip dysplasia. The cat has had dilated atrial heart failure uh, and now has probably has cancer. The other, the 32 year old horse is actually in perfect condition. He's just old uh, and it's it, and it just gets expensive. So the the two year old the three year old German Shepherd is doesn't understand why everybody's sedentary and he's just a ball of energy. Is that waffle? Waffle, yeah. Waffle. Do you put yeah, a lot on of, him? Uh, well, we do have Bosco. So there's Bosco sauce and waffle. There's Bosco the cat and waffle. The dog. The, the dog. Yeah. And what's the horse's name? Uh, we so we have two. We have we have Hal, which is short for Halligan. That's Lisa's horse. So Lisa was a paramedic and a firefighter before she was a nurse, uh, which is funny because that was well before we knew each other. I was a fireman. Um, so ha- Halligan is a Halligan bar tool fireman use. So the horse's name is Hal, um, and then our other horse, my horse, his name is Ron Swanson. Speaking of Ron Swanson, but do you know what I had last night? Steak. And I had, scotch. I had a little bit of Lagavulin 16, Ooh, and I introduced that to Macrozinc coach Justin Thomas because he oh, stayed at my Justin, house last night. Oh, is he still there? 
he is still there. Why didn't he come on the show? Because we didn't have it pre-scripted. Oh, I didn't know he was there last night. Yeah, I think it was supposed. To, yeah, so he was here. He well, he's still here. So yeah, we uh, we had a nice dinner. Uh-huh. We we did some scotch tasting. Yeah. Um, we chatted about all things in the universe. Yeah, Justin's a good guy. Yeah, that's funny. Awesome. He moved. He he moved from being by me to being by you. That's a. <laughs> yep, he's on his way to Seattle, so it'll be nice. He'll be here. Um, we've already planned several adventures together. So now that he's in the state of Washington, we're gonna introduce him to Leavenworth and to Walla Walla. So, in other words, you're telling me I have to move to Spokane. Yes. I have to erase Justin from the picture so he doesn't steal you from me. Is that <laughs> <laughs> yes? So not only did I lose Justin being clo- being being in Chicago with me, I'm he's stealing you away from me. So it's true. Now you have competition. <clears throat> Justin's I have paycheck, Justin's paychecks might get lost in the mail. Oh. I don't think we mail paychecks out. It might get lost in cyberspace. I was gonna say, shut up. Uh, well. Same macro time. The same macro channel. We will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you, everybody, very much for tuning in, uh, listening on the podcast, and watching everywhere. Tomorrow I will be broadcasting from a completely different environment. Where are you going to be tomorrow? You'll see. Ooh, I'm excited. Ooh. Probably Mars. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. I right. developed instant teleportation. Your instant teleportation. All, All right, right, guys. With that, have a good one. We're out. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of MI Live, a podcast from Macros Inc. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate it. Until next time.